Good morning. Our psalm this morning is Psalm 10 353. Link to the worship folder in the chat bar. Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our King and Savior draweth nigh. O come, let us adore him. Together the Venite. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hands are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the people with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 10 on page 353. Why standest thou so far off, O Lord, and hidest thy face in the needful time of trouble? The ungodly, for his own lust, doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the crafty wiliness that they have imagined. For the ungodly hath made boast of his own heart's desire, and speaketh good of the covetous, whom the Lord haboreth. The ungodly is so proud that he careth not for God, neither is God in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight and therefore defieth he all his enemies. For he hath said in his heart, Tush, I shall never be cast down. There shall no harm happen unto me. His mouth is full of cursing, deceit, and fraud. Under his tongue is ungodliness and vanity. He sitteth lurking in the thievish corners of the streets, and privily in his lurking dens doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are set against the poor. For he lieth waiting secretly, even as a lion lurketh he in his den, that he may ravish the poor. He doth ravish the poor, when he getteth him into his net. He falleth down and humbleth himself, that the congregation of the poor may fall into the hands of his captains. He hath said in his heart, Tush! God hath forgotten. He hideth away his face, and he will never see it. 
Arise, O Lord God, and lift up thine hand. Forget not the poor. Wherefore should the wicked blaspheme God, while he doth say in his heart, Tush, thou God carest not for it? Surely thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest ungodliness and wrong, that thou mayest take the matter into thy hand. The poor committeth himself unto thee, for thou art the helper of the friendless. Break thou the power of the ungodly and malicious, Search out his ungodliness until thou find none. The Lord is king for ever and ever, and the heathen are perished out of the land. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the poor. Thou preparest their heart, and thine ear hearkeneth. To help the fatherless and poor unto their right, that the man of the earth be no more exalted against them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah. And in that day seven women shall take hold of one man, saying, We will eat our own food, and wear our own apparel. Only let us be called by your name, to take away our reproach. That day the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious, and the fruit of the earth shall be excellent and appealing for those of Israel who have escaped. It shall come to pass that he who is left in Zion and remains in Jerusalem will be called holy, every one who is recorded among the living in Jerusalem. When the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst, by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning, then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining of a flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a covering and there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat for a place of refuge and for a shelter from storm and rain. Here endeth the first lesson. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and return not thither but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fortieth verse of the first chapter of Mark. Now a leper came to him, imploring him, 
kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Then Jesus, moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I am willing, be cleansed. As soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter, so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city, but was outside in deserted places, and they came to him from every direction. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. 
Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost now and ever. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, Defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all. Our lesson from Isaiah together, actually, if you look at the first verse of chapter 4 of Isaiah, it, it sort of belongs with the chapter that, that went before, where uh, in chapter 3 of Isaiah, God is um, sort of humbling the proud women of Jerusalem who are walking about. It says the jingling an anklets, the scarves, the crescents, the pendants, the bracelets, the headdresses, the perfume. And there's a sense of them being proud. He's saying he will humble this proud look, and they will, they will, and and so the the end state of that is that seven women will be will will take hold of one man. Let us you be our husband to take away our reproach. And they'll go from being proud to sort of begging just to be taken in. Uh, that will be part of the judgment, and that sort of judgment. It's interesting too that the judgment on the women of Jerusalem. Um, epitomizes Jerusalem as the woman, the bride of Christ, who becomes unfaithful. Um, we can, again, this image of, of the unfaithful woman who is supposed to be faithful to God but is not, carries on throughout the scripture and finds its epitome in Revelation, the whore of Babylon in Revelation 17. But it's a timeless image that's contrasted then with the bride of Christ, a faithful woman, you know, epitomized by the Blessed Virgin, and then, and then as she epitomizes our relationship of wholehearted devotion to God, and so this judgment that's coming then is is um, contrasted in this chapter where the branch of the Lord will be glorious in that day, and it talks about the remnant, and it talks about a couple places: those who are um, left in Zion, verse three, and. Uh, he thought, you know, and he'll purge away the filth of the daughter of Zion, which harkens back to the previous chapter. And there'll be a remnant that will be protected. And, and the protected, protection of the remnant is portrayed in language that comes from the wilderness, the pillar of, uh, of um, the cloud by day, the pillar of fire by night, the two images of the Holy Spirit that, that guarded Israel in the wilderness. And then it's connected to the tabernacle image. It'll be tabernacle, it'll be a permanent stationary setting that, that this protection will, will abide with Israel. And so this image of judgment from which a remnant, a purified remnant emerges, it's really a, just a timeless biblical image 
um, that finds its origin in the story of Noah and the flood. Noah is the original remnant where those who are disobedient to God's word, who won't be faithful, a judgment comes. But, but, but the righteous remnant Noah is saved through that in the ark, which is in a timeless image of God's people. And then when we get to the end of the Old Testament, you know, in, in both the, um, the Assyrian conquest of the north and now Isaiah really has in mind the judgment is going to come on Jerusalem and the temple at the hand of the Babylonians, that, that there will be a, the Babylonians will come, there'll be a humbling of the whole nation, but God will, will retain a righteous remnant of, who believes, who holds on to the promises of God. And, but the image of this can't be fulfilled by, um, merely the Babylonian invasion and exile and though god preserved people in that this clearly has a horizon larger than that that comes can only really be fulfilled in the in the image of what happened in the new testament where uh the ultimate judgment came on jerusalem in a.d 70 when the temple was fully and finally destroyed which marked the end of the old covenant age and the new testament church then is seen as the remnant the purified remnant that God brings through that judgment and then the pillar of fire and the cloud, the, the constant presence of the Holy Spirit epitomizes the church who, 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 because of Pentecost is filled with the spirit and we're given the spirit in baptism. <clears throat> and so this is the reality of the church is the remnant. But then throughout the scriptures, we see that the church is the remnant as a whole, but then as the church herself grows, and is tempted in the same way as Israel is tempted, we understand that there's a remnant within the remnant, that, that you'll see this, for example, in the letters in Revelation, where um, God exhorts the church, but says they have a few here who haven't done this. And so the idea is that the, the reality of judgment is, is continuous, um, and, and that God is always um, saving those who come to him in faith and purifying them by his spirit, the spirit of burning and judgment that, that, work, that sort of uh, burns away our sins and confirms in us God's pre uh, presence. And, and then that's, that's the, the people that are protected by God. And so it's always this remnant theology throughout the scripture. And again, the remnant is not some elite chosen that, that 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 no one else can be a part of the remnant is in fact um th those who put their faith in god and as they do they actually have this 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 impact out beyond themselves as we talk about in our classes the, the vicariousness of the remnant that's the actual true witness to god those who really believe and then go out and and, and bear witness and we can see this image in the Mark lesson, where the leper who is cleansed provides a kind of image of the purified remnant, that 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 that, um, that the the man is unclean. He has no way to help himself. He comes, Jesus, if you can, you I believe in that you can make me clean. Jesus makes him clean, restores him to health. <clears throat> and it, the guy, the guy is somewhat disobedient because Jesus says, "Go to the temple and and perform the sacrifice." And the idea of going to the temple to perform the sacrifice was that, um, in doing the things that the law said to do for a leper to be cleansed, this would bear witness to the priest that somebody had actually cleansed this guy. And and so, but he, he instead he goes out and tells people. And while it wasn't it strictly wasn't obedient, in a sense, it's a natural process of evangelism. That is, 
when we've experienced something of healing from Christ, all we can really do is it, that's a natural form. Hey, this is what happened. Come, come see what happened. The natural flow of evangelism that was in the very beginning, people who met Jesus and, and experienced what Jesus did in their lives told people. It wasn't a program here. Let me give you a, a script. Here's how you convince somebody that Jesus is a Messiah. And in our own lives, it's our own lives of prayer as we come to Jesus in faith and he heals us of our uncleanness and the spirit begins to be with us that we, we, we tell people about this and people are drawn to, to Christ and, and through that same spirit of repentance and faith and, and purification become part of the remnant, which is God's true and holy people. And that's sort of the seed of Advent then is an opportunity for us to, you know, to renew our repentance and to, to, um, renew that call of God in our our lives and see whatever might be amiss that we can have God purge away so that our, our devotion and our faith may be purified during this season as we prepare for Christmas. So a few thoughts about today's lesson. Continuing with the form of intercession on page 10 of the handout. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same, in his vocation and ministry, may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate, especially those for whom we make our intercessions at this time. Comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities. Have mercy upon the faithful departed. And grant them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, 
that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It's great to be with you this morning. Look forward to seeing you this evening as we go out and live as the remnant. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Thank you, everyone.